said Vimes. "'Well done, sir. "'And quite a few of the traps drop you into something deadly,' said Vimes. "'Lucky for me that I fell into this one, eh, sir?' "'Oh, that one's deadly, too,' said Vimes. "'Eventually deadly,' he sighed. "'He really wanted to discourage this sort of thing, but it put him off the register.' It wasn't that he'd liked being shot at by hooded figures in the temporary employ of his many and varied enemies, but he'd always looked at it as some kind of vote of confidence. It showed that he was annoying the rich and arrogant people who ought to be annoyed. Besides, the Assassin's Guild was easy to outwit. They had strict rules, which they followed quite honourably, and this was fine by Vimes, who in certain practical areas had no rules whatsoever. Off the register, eh? The only other person not on it any more, it was rumoured, was Lord Vetinari, the patrician. The assassins understood the political game in the city better than anyone, and if they took you off the register, it was because they felt your departure would not only spoil the game, but also smash the board. "'I'd be jolly grateful if you could pull me out, sir,' said Jocasta. "'What?' "'Oh, yes, sorry, I got clean clothes on,' said Vimes. "'But when I get back to the house, I'll tell the butler to come down here with a ladder. How about that?' "'Thank you very much, sir. Nice to have met you, sir.' Vimes strolled back to the house. Off the register. Was he allowed to appeal? Perhaps they thought... The scent rolled over him. He looked up. Overhead, a lilac tree was in bloom. He stared. "'Damn, damn, damn!' Every year he forgot. Well, no, he never forgot. He just put the memories away like old silverware who didn't want to tarnish. And every year they came back, sharp and sparkling, and stabbed him in the heart. And on today of all days. He reached up, and his hands trembled as he grasped a bloom and gently broke the stem. He sniffed at it. He stood for a moment, staring at nothing. And then he carried the sprig of lilac carefully back up to his dressing room. Willikins had prepared the official uniform for today. Sam Vimes stared at it blankly, and then remembered. Watch, committee, right. The battered old breastplate wouldn't do, would it? Not for his grace the Duke of Ank, commander of the city watch, Sir Samuel Vimes. Lord Vetinari had been very definite about that blasted. Blasted all the more, because, unfortunately, Sam Vimes could see the point— he hated the official uniform, but he represented a bit more than just himself these days. Sam Vimes had been able to turn up for meetings in grubby armour, and even Sir Samuel Vimes could generally contrive to find a way to stay in street uniform at all times. But a duke, well, a duke needed a bit of polish. A duke couldn't have the arse hanging out of his trousers when meeting foreign diplomats. Actually, even plain old Sam Vimes had never had the arse hanging out of his trousers either, but no one would have actually started a war if he had. The plain old Sam Vimes had fought back. He got rid of most of the plumes and the stupid tights and ended up with a dress uniform that at least looked as though its owner was male. But the helmet had gold decoration, and the bespoke armourers had made a new, gleaming breastplate with useless gold ornamentation on it. Sam Vimes felt like a class traitor every time he wore it. He hated being thought of as one of the people that wore stupid ornamental armour. It was guilt by association. He twirled the sprig of lilac in his fingers and smelled again the heady smell. Yes, it hadn't always been like this. Someone had just spoken to him. He looked up. What? he barked. I inquired if her ladyship is well, your grace, 
said the butler, looking startled. "'Are you feeling all right, Your Grace?' "'What?' "'Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. "'So is her ladyship. Yes, thank you. "'I popped in before I went outside. "'Mrs. Content is with her. "'She says it won't be for a while. "'I have advised the kitchen to have plenty of hot water ready, Your Grace, nevertheless,' "'said Willikins, helping Vimes on with the guilty breastplates. "'Yes. Why do they need all that water, do you think?' "'I couldn't say, Your Grace,' said Willikins. "'Probably best not to inquire.' "'Vimes nodded.' Sybil had already made it quite clear, with gentle tact, that he was not required on this particular case. It had been, he had to admit, a bit of a relief. He handed Willikins the sprig of lilac. The butler took it without comment, inserted it into a little silver tube of water that would keep it fresh for hours, and fixed it onto one of the breastplate straps. "'Time moves on, doesn't it, Your Grace?' he said, dusting him down with a small brush. Vimes took out his watch. It certainly does. Look, I'll drop in at the yard on my way to the palace, sign what needs signing, and I'll be back.